everyone. Welcome back to the Fight Like a Warrior podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Taylor. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to thank everybody so much for supporting my children's book series, Pixie Poochie and the Puppy Demic. In case you don't know, my father and I wrote a book together to break down the pandemic for young children in a way that would be age appropriate for them to understand and provide them with ways to protect themselves and others from the coronavirus. Our first book, Pixie Finds Her Masks, and our second book, Pixie Learns to Wash Her Paws, are available now, and as always, links will be in the description. Now, with all that being said, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Fight Like a Warrior's very own, Sarah Cohen. So I'm here with Sarah this morning. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm excited to have you. Yeah, me too. You want to start by telling everybody kind of a little bit about yourself and what you do with Fight Like a Warrior and everything? Sure. Um, so I am currently the program development director for Fight Like a Warrior. Um, I've been on the team for several years since the organization was founded. Um, but right now my in my current role, um, I work alongside our leadership team to help further their individual programs and to make sure our overall organizational goals are met um, just so we can best serve our very diverse, very global warrior community. Awesome. That's great. And you do a great job if I do say so myself. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're great to work with. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. No, that's awesome. That's all great. Um, And I'm super excited today because we're talking about our campaign, We Are All Vulnerable. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that and kind of how that came to be? Yeah. So in the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, it kind of started as the people who were impacted the most and it was only the vulnerable, only the sick. Um, it really people with chronic illnesses and people who, um, aren't in the greatest, they don't have the greatest health were the only ones according to the media that were getting affected by COVID-19. So by separating them out, it was almost a way to make the general public feel better about themselves and to not take it seriously. Um, But that community that has been totally separated was, that's us, that's our community. Um, We couldn't really just take that, you know, silently. So we started um, with the Protect the Vulnerable campaign just to bring that to light and bring um, the voices of our community more front and center. Um, But as the pandemic continued um, and more information came out on COVID-19 and on um, the symptoms and virus transmission, all of that, it became apparent that this wasn't only affecting the vulnerable, it was affecting everyone. It was affecting children, it was affecting adults, it was infecting people that don't have chronic conditions. They may never have been sick a day in their lives, but they can still get COVID-19, even if they don't know that they they don't have symptoms. So we expanded that original campaign um, to do We Are All Vulnerable, which is our current campaign. And we're trying to get people to pledge to wear a mask, to protect themselves, to protect others, um, and to spread accurate scientific evidence about COVID-19 to our community. So there's a lot going on, a lot of people talking about it, but um, we've been really fortunate that our advocacy team and our um, campaign partners have been on it to keep up to date and find what's important to our community. So we are really lucky to be part of such a great team and a 
really get this information out to who need it. Absolutely. And that's honestly, my favorite part about this campaign is that it is so inclusive because it's everybody, you know, can get this. It's not something that we can kind of close our eyes and, you know, run away from if we haven't, you know, never been sick or anything like that. Right. You can't just wish it away. And no matter how many new news stories pop up, how many things could seem like bigger, more pressing issues, it's still there, you know, and it, if it's not front and center on your mind right now, it's definitely something that should be there. And I think this campaign and us sharing about it and continuing to share about it long-term is something that kind of reminds it that, yes, you do have to be cognizant of your actions and what you're doing to not only protect yourself, to but protect those that you care about. Absolutely. When it comes to wearing a mask, even, I think that, you know, especially for kids and kind of setting a good example and things like that. Um, one way that I kind of get myself not in the mood to wear a mask, but I kind of make it a little bit better and kind of a little normal for me is I have a bunch of different ones and I kind of mix them up and I kind of match them with my outfits and coordinate it. So it doesn't feel so strange. You know what I mean? Me too. Me too. (laughs) It's kind of like, this is our new normal. So we want to kind of make it as integrated into our lives as possible so that we protect everyone around us. Right. And this, for a lot of people with chronic conditions and with weaker immune system, this has been their normal. You know, this is something that, Mm -hmm. you know, before COVID-19, there wasn't all of these pretty masks out there by all of these companies that, um, you know, this is something that now everyone is working on. Like they're almost joining our normal. You know, so it's something that mm-hmm. we may not have been able to match our masks or our outfits before because those masks just didn't exist, you know, and now they do. So it's something that I found myself getting really excited to see something that's normal for me in mainstream media and something that, you know, big designers and big companies are really taking under their wing. It shows that it's possible, you know, so even though COVID-19 is dark and it's scary, for people who are more vulnerable, who are in that original category, that's almost the light in it for me is, look, it can be done. Other people, mainstream media can care about us too. They can get, they're getting a taste of our normal. Um, so that's something that, you know, picking out a nice mask every day, it's something that some people who have never worn a mask are like, oh my God, I can't, I don't want to wear this. It's, it's different. It's weird, but it's not, it's, like, look at, we're so lucky to have the nice ones that we do now. I never thought about that. That is, it's like everyone else is joining the community's normal. And I'm actually glad now that there are these more inclusive, like, styles and things like that. Because those kind of should have been there from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, finding myself, like, COVID-19 will eventually go away. But, like, my chronic conditions aren't. I'm, like, I'm going to stock up on all these masks now. <laughs> You know, so I have something it's, that's parts, I think that part is one of the best for me and one of, it's proof that it can happen. You know, it takes something huge, but it's proof that it's possible. And that proof, we never have to let go of that. You know, if this pandemic passes, people with chronic conditions are still living this and we can hold them to it. We can hold them accountable. Like, remember when it affected you, all those 
hoops you jumped through, all these things you did, you went out of your way to protect mm-hmm. yourself. Can you do that for someone else too who's still living that reality? Absolutely. When it comes to wearing a mask, mm-hmm. was it kind of like when the whole pandemic happened? I guess what I'm trying to say is, does it did it change anything for you? Did you find yourself wearing masks more often? Did you was it kind of like a thing like you just started? How did what's like your mask story? Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, to be honest with you, I was angry. I was angry because the world was shutting down for uh, something I'm already living. You know, it was, I was just getting, personally, I was just getting my life back on track. I was just back in school. I was almost done my degree and everything shut down. I'm like, wear a mask. I do it. Like I have hand sanitizer and Lysol in my car at all times in my bag. Like these precautions that we were taking in the very beginning. And everything was getting shut down. Everything I had worked for was getting canceled. I'm like, you got a taste of my life for like a day and you're shutting down. So I was very angry in the beginning. And then I realized that they are getting a taste of my life. We've been living this. We've been surviving it. And we know how to do this. You know, so this is a very unique opportunity for chronic illness warriors to use their stories, use their voice. And for it almost, maybe it's cliche because it's a quote I see everywhere, but like use it as a roadmap to success for everyone. You know, we, we've been there, done that. Here's what we do, you know, because the flip side of that, you know, we, as terrible as it is, you know, we've faced our mortality. We've lost friends at so young an age. And like, I've always said, I've never wanted to wish that on my worst enemy. And that's, that's why I wear a mask. That's why I keep doing what I'm doing because I don't want to wish this on anybody. I don't want people to have to lose friends. I don't want people to be facing their own mortality. I want them to be thriving, outliving their lives and not thinking about dying. But unfortunately, they have to, you know? So keep chronic illness warriors, keep living how you've been living. Keep showing your resilience and showing your strength because the world needs it now more than ever. You know, in this mask, it's a, it's visible. You know, a lot of our experiences and our conditions are invisible, but this mask is visible. You, your confidence and you leading by example and just living the life that you learned how to live through chronic illness, that's visible. This is how we're visible and this is how we can make an impact. I love how you said the mask is visible because it's one of those things where when I look and I see people in a mask, my first thought is you care. You care about yourself. You care about others. And, you know, I see it as a sign of respect. Yes. Even when I see my friends now, you know, we're six feet apart, but we still kind of, you know, we have to have our masks on even with the six feet distance, right? you know, just in case it, and my friend, you know, she wanted to take a sip of water once and she was like, oh my gosh, do you mind if I take my mask off to take a sip of water? I'm so sorry. I'm just really thirsty. And I was like, no, no, go ahead. You know, like, right. you know, you can take it off to take a sip of water if you, you know, have some food just to take a bite really quick. Right. But just the fact that she was so caring about wanting to make sure that we were okay and that we felt you know respected and taken care Mm -hmm. of with her having that mask on that was super important to me right and it shows that the world the global community does care you know maybe some of it is selfish Mm -hmm. they care about themselves but they do care showing a mask wearing a mask and going out in public like that you know it just makes me appreciative of the community that does care. Maybe not everyone's wearing a mask, but some that do. And that shows me there's good people, you know, there's people that are thinking of others. Um, 
And that, I think it makes me happy when I see people out wearing a mask. And yet not everyone is, and that's frustrating. But, you know, surround yourself by the people who do and the people that care. You know, it's that visible, that external sign that, you know, they're, you can trust them. Absolutely. And I, I felt so bad the other day because I went to pick up some takeout food. And when I walked into the building, I was like, my face is so cold. Like, this is really unusual. And then I was like, oh my gosh, my mask. And I pulled my mask out of my purse really quick and put it on, right. you know, because I was concerned for everyone else in there, even though I don't have symptoms or anything like that. It's still, you know, you want to show people that you care and that you're respectful. Right. And that you are, you know, paying attention, you're, you're up to date on the latest evidence and you're paying attention to the news and the world around you. You know, it shows that you, you're present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, especially in our community, we talk so much about, you know, our doctors, our nurses, our medical teams that, you know, a lot of us, we have a lot of love and respect for them. And, you know, it's, it's a lot on them too. You know, I had an appointment with my GI not that long ago with the nurse practitioner. And she was telling me that the physician, she's like, I don't know if he's had a day off since the pandemic started. She's like, I really don't know if he has, he's been working constantly. And I know he works hard and constantly as it is, you know? So for this additional thing, I just like, oh my God, can everyone please wear a mask so he can have a day off? Like, you know, it's, it's a lot. And it's, it's personal for us and our health as well, because our doctors are seeing it. Our teams that have fought and done every possible thing they do to keep us alive and happy and in as little pain as possible, like this is painful for them too, you know? So it's just kind of giving back a little bit of respect to the people who've saved us too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel you know, so bad, because if we could just get everybody to wear their mask, if we could just get everybody to, you know, take it seriously, then I think that'd be really important. And that's not to say people, you know, who don't, who can't wear a mask, because I know some people, like, they legitimately do have a tough time breathing, or they have, you know, some kind of medical issue, and that does happen. So, you know, but it's just, if we could just get the doctors a break, give them a break or, you know, and kind of give them like all the medical equipment. I know I used to work for a place where we sold masks and for every mask we sold, we got the protective medical equipment out to, you know, the doctors, the nurses, you know, just because, you know, they need it most. They're on the front right. lines. Right. And it's, you know, I am an occupational therapist. I teach therapeutic horseback riding right now. And we have a few clients that can't wear a mask. They can't tolerate the mask and we're working outside. So we are able, you know, we're wearing our masks, working with them. We're keeping minimal people. We're outside. And the parents are like, I am so sorry. We're like, no, we are aware of their conditions. We know it's okay. Like, you know, it's something that some people do really feel guilty about, you know? So it's a little bit of um, like, an eye opener too. And they're like, we feel so guilty, but we also, we can't take them into a clinic like that, you know? So these alternative therapies are becoming so popular. You know, I'm busier than ever at work right now because parents and, you know, clients, older clients themselves are saying, we can't go to therapy in the hospital right now. We aren't in school. We can't get our services in person. 
you know, so these alternative therapies are getting more and more popular. And it's, it's hard to see the parents feel guilty about that and guilty about searching them out because their kid can't wear a mask too. So it's like, we see it, we know, you know, we're aware, we're happy you're still trying to, you know, get this taken care of and get your needs met. You know, so it's a lot, you know, and I would really, you know, I I see the looks on their faces and I don't want them to feel guilty. You know, we need to keep moving past this. You know, we can't just hang out here forever. So sometimes it takes huge moves by people who can to be able to, you know, make, get back to what we need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard. And I mean, it's really, it's, it is hard. And it's something that we're going to have to, you know, get used to. And, you know, it's been almost seven months now. And I got to be honest, I'm still not used to it. I still I actually, what I did was I put a mask in every single purse that I have. And I put two masks in my car. And then I keep like a mask like kind of near the door yeah I put like a little command hook up so that way I would remember when I walk out the door okay got my mask or if I forgot to take my mask on the way out of out of the door then I put my mask on in the car because I have two in the car right I forget it in the car then I have one in my purse um and that's kind of just what has to be right now yeah they're everywhere it's almost like medical meal prep you know you line everything up you set it all Mm -hmm. out before you go to work and, I, you know, that's all over Pinterest and Instagram and all that. But do it with medical supplies. You know, I've been setting my meds up and putting out hand sanitizer and masks and braces and all kinds of things for so long. You just, you learn where to stash them, where to keep them, where you, where you might need it, where you might not. You know, and just pick out a really cute bag that you like all the time. Or get, like, a, something cute like a cute box or something by your door that makes you happy you know just work it into your routine and the more you do it the more it becomes part of your routine the more like it'll become it'll be easy you won't have to think about it as much but it takes a long time to get there I know I had to make this part of my routine long ago but eventually it becomes normal you know and we're in this rough time now around I feel like after you've been at it for about six months it's like enough already but sometimes that like enough already that want to quit is right before it becomes normal you know you just have to push Mm -hmm. through that last that last barrier and then that's then it becomes normal in my experience at least no yeah you're totally right um one thing that I wanted to ask you was how do you think we can encourage people to wear a mask because I mean this obviously doesn't apply for the people who are wearing a mask or can't wear a mask but for the people who are kind of like on the fence about it how do you think we can encourage them to take the pledge and wear a mask I think getting the get spreading this campaign still now even though it's been a couple weeks get making it normal in your life and almost not I don't want to say spotlight it but I also I want I think the best way to do it is to reach people where they are you know if it's not maybe people aren't on social media maybe they're not on their computer as much but by you know living this and really encompassing the message of this movement in your life and 
leading by example, that I think is the best way to spread it. You know, using your life and your actions to really impact the people around you is the way we've impacted and we've progressed as a society in the past. And I think this is no different. You know, you just live by example. Absolutely. One thing that that I did was, um, and I've told you before, I wrote a whole book, you know, to encourage children to keep their masks on, because I think that's one thing that children probably really don't, you know, like small children Mm -hmm. are not on social media. Um, You know, they're not gonna have this awareness that older people might have. And I wanted to make sure they knew the importance of staying safe and making sure you know, they know, wash their hands, wear your mask, keep your distance. We did a whole three-part book series on it. And especially writing the one about wearing a mask, that one, you know, really holds a place in my heart because I feel like that's, you know, one of the most important things that we can do. And especially because it is such a big sign of, you know, caring about other people. And like you said, it's that visible sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's it's such an area that's needed. I mean, I'm so excited to be able to bring that book to my clients and their families and, you know, show that these resources do exist because they don't, you know, they didn't exist. And, you know, I saw that you were doing that and I was I I couldn't wait. I'm like, my clients need this, like my students need this. So I think things like that, too, and bringing it like bringing it to where they are and to their level, that's that's how you live this. And that's how you push this message. And I think that's, it's amazing. It's creative. And it's exactly what I think a lot of people need. Thanks. Yeah, it's, and that's what my dad and I, when we wrote it, we felt we were like, we wanted to do something that'd give back to society in such, you know, a terrible time. And we're like, well, what can we do to show we care and to teach other people to care? So exactly that, you know, that's been a really (laughs) exciting project. It's all about teaching. I think, I think you can make anything a teachable moment. You're right. You're right. I can. And things like that are how, how we make progress, how we give each other hope. And I'm like, so proud of you and so proud to work with you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're amazing. Uh, do you want to tell people how they can take the pledge? Yes. Yeah. So if you visit our website, fightlikealawarrior.org, um, and right at the top on the line, there's it says we are all vulnerable. And there's a page of information about COVID-19. You can take the pledge. You can learn about, you know, how to make your own masks and our partners and graphics to share for yourself and on your social media pages. There's so much information that we're really working hard to compile and to um, you know, living with chronic illness is hard, brain fog. It's hard to track down all this information yourself, but our team and our partners are working tirelessly to get it all up and to the people who need it the most. So fightlikeawarrior.org, we are all vulnerable. Take the pledge, keep in touch, and let us know what you think and how we can keep this movement going. Awesome. That's great to hear. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. That was super awesome. And I hope we get you back on the podcast again. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to talk to you. 
Well, that's our show for today. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to the Fight Like a Warrior podcast on. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody stay safe, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you.